0: This episode's a special one. We're going to be talking fashion, but today we won't just be discussing trends and styles, but how to actually have a meaningful relationship with the clothes you wear, particularly post-pregnancy. Welcome to Growing Pains, a podcast by Honey Kids Asia that explores the challenges of modern parenting and provides a safe space for parents to navigate the ever-changing landscape of parenthood. My name is Ange, I'm a mum to two boys, Xavier, who's 11, and Marcel, who's nine. In this episode, we'll chat with Beek Speck, a fashion designer turned wardrobe curator and a mum of two. We're gonna learn how to feel confident in your clothes without having to spend thousands of dollars. So, hi, Beek. It's so lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us today.
1: First up, it would be great to learn a little about you. Thanks so much for having me. My name is Beek. I'm from the Netherlands, been living in Singapore for about four years. I have a son that's almost two and I'm expecting a baby girl. Exciting. So, that's going to be two years apart. And I have a long history in fashion. So, I've been in the fashion industry for over 20 years have seen all facets of the industry. I was very young when I wanted to work in the clothing shop in the weekends. And then I've done fashion education for seven years to different schools. Uh, worked internationally for brands and uh, worked in showrooms, Paris Fashion Week, been a designer for over 10 years. And now I'm on a journey with my own business called Be Kaleidoscope to help women feel confident in their clothes and raise awareness about fashion waste and making art out of textile waste to make sure that everything lasts longer, that we choose quality craftsmanship and just celebrate the beauty of
0: fashion. I also understand that you're a wardrobe whisperer. Maybe tell us a little more about
1: what that entails. (laughs) Yes. So because I've seen so much in the industry and I've worked very high level, so really nicely designed clothes, small quantities, but I've also seen the other side and designed for fast fashion. And then on top of that, I've also worked in clothing shops. So I've seen what clothes can do for women. And after being so long part of the industry and have made so many clothes that nobody needs and seeing the women on the street that I as a designer don't have immediate contact with but just you know waiting for the bus or the MRT and seeing women fiddling in their on their clothes and their necklines and that just makes me sad because I've always designed with an intention of you know having clothes that you have for a long time taking good care of them and then I thought I think it's time for me to step out of the role as a designer and being far away from the consumer and instead diving deep, getting to know the woman, how she wants to feel, what her clothes can do to her to express herself and make better choices. And I guess that's where the wardrobe whisperer comes from, because I find it important to look at the woman and then make sure that she can express herself rather than the other way around of what you should wear.
0: Oh, I love that. Now, on your website, it states your clothes should work for you, not the other way around. How can that be
1: achieved? Yeah, so that comes from what I call styling from the inside out. So I think once you really learn what you find important, how you want to feel, how you want to look, what does your life look like, then your clothes work for you instead of the other way around, of following trends or following rules.
0: And how do changes such as pregnancy, childbirth, parenting, impact one's relationship with clothes and sense of style?
1: Yeah, massively, I would mm-hmm. say. And of course, I speak from experience. I think in general, our wardrobes change as our life changes. But especially during pregnancy, you know, your body changes. And I don't think it's only a physical thing, but I think it's also a mindset thing. And, you know, having your first child is a massive lifestyle change, even though you may know that intellectually when you're pregnant, it's so much different when that baby is finally there. hundred <laughs> percent. So there's just so many things that you need to work with, the hormones, your body that is not back to its old self, if it ever goes back to its old self, but then also you change as a person and what you find important. And then there's this whole level of practicality that comes on top, whether you're breastfeeding or you need to go to the playground at some point or, you know, walking around in the stroller, and you suddenly find out that certain clothes don't fit or suit anymore. So those are all small changes where your, your body changes, but definitely also your wardrobe doesn't reflect that probably at a certain point anymore.
0: It's so true. I was reflecting on, because obviously I knew we were chatting today, and before I had my children, you would never see me in flat shoes unless I was at the beach. I always wore high heels because I'm quite short. And after I had the boys, you know, it made no practical sense to go. I mean, imagine going to the playground in three-inch heels, four-inch heels. And then I actually don't like wearing heels anymore because I'm also not used to it, but I also am starting to understand and appreciate comfort. So whilst I still care about what I wear and how I look, it's changed also since I've had the kids very much. Yeah. And so I still have those high heels in the cupboard, yeah. some of them no longer. And every now and then I'll put them on and it's really difficult to walk or it's only for a special occasion where I know, oh, I'm only going to be wearing them for a certain period of time. Yeah, But then I wouldn't say that my style itself has
1: fundamentally changed. It's just my footwear has changed quite yeah. considerably. Yeah, but then sometimes it also comes with a feeling of guilt or seeing an older version of yourself. And this is also what often happens where you say, I don't have anything to wear. Mm -hmm. Because realistically, you don't. Because it's not aligned with how you live your life anymore. But sometimes it's hard to pinpoint because it's been so much part of your life before. Now, walk us
0: through your style personality test. What's it all about? How does the test help
1: your clients? Yeah, so the style personality test is something at the end of our journey. So I work with my clients for 30 days together. So we really work on a mindset change and we look with different angles at your wardrobe and at your behavior. And the last part is a style personality test. And because of all my experience in the industry, I've defined four style personalities. Mm. And so we have the classics Yep. They like timeless pieces. It's often blues and whites and those kind of tones. Then we have the romantics. So those are a little bit more feminine styles, always with a little detail, a little fringe or pastel colors, softer colors, boho, Then we have the gender neutrals. They go for comfort. Comfort is their main... Aesthetic? (laughs) Main aesthetic. And for women, they also don't mind shopping at the men's department. So it's really just all about comfort. Again, the timeless pieces, so it has a little bit of an overlap with the classics. And then the last but not least, the stylists. So those can take all the attention. They like to combine bold colors and prints and they're very fashionable usually. And you're often a combination of two or more, mm. where you could be one style personality by day and another by night, but often you have influences of all of them a little bit. Mm. So I've developed a short test and then for my clients, I create this guide with our whole journey in there and then also aligned with their style personality, which is a unique combination, a mood board, and some brands that are aligned with their style. And it helps them just as a final touch for conscious consumerism, actually. So just going into a shop and you can skip certain parts because you know it's not part of you. And you just have a deeper understanding of why certain items are there in your wardrobe. What does a confident closet look like (laughs) yeah so the confident closet is basically what you get when you work with me what I believe in and it's something we touched upon in our conversation already but it's really about high awareness of how you want to feel and have that expressed in your wardrobe so a confident closet is aligned with how you live your life how you want to feel how you want to express yourself and have the confidence and the empowerment to make those choices yourself. Mm -hmm. And it has different, because we look at it from different angles, you understand what are your core items, so where you can level up in terms of quality, what are your accent pieces, so you know you don't need many of those, but just really good ones. And you know exactly the style of dress you have for certain occasions in your life. And that is just 100% reflected in your wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And that means you have every day something to wear with confidence.
0: I also think there's this thing as well where we start to question whether we can wear things. So if they're appropriate now that I'm, mm-hmm. I had to say now that I'm a mother, but now that I'm older than I was, can I wear, you know, I see what my younger colleagues or my younger you know, family members wear. And I'm like, that looks cool. I'd like to wear that. But then there's part of me that goes, oh, I'm, you know, a mom of two. I'm in my 40s now. Is it appropriate for me? What would you, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think these are valid questions to ask. But again, I think that's, trying not to think too much about the outside world, but really what do you feel comfortable in? Yeah. And then I don't think it's much of an age thing rather than the label that you put on it and how you wear it, right? Because I think once you wear it with confidence because you just feel good in it, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what age it is for because people will see you wearing the clothes rather than the clothes wearing you. And I think when the clothes are wearing you, then it becomes something that, is misaligned. Yes.
0: And you can see
1: it in... You can see it. Celebrities
0: or in people yes. in the street. You can tell when they're comfortable in what they're yeah. wearing and when they're feeling uncomfortable.
1: Or yeah. When you see it's, it, they followed a trend or saw it on Instagram and they ordered it yes. and they thought, well, this is supposed to be cool. So yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. be cool. But you can see that they don't feel cool. Yeah. So it's a different way of, of dressing.
0: How about in terms of our mental health? Do mental health and... Does mental health and psychological well-being play a part in one's confidence and relationship with their clothes?
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. Obviously, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I do believe there is psychology rooted in clothes because they're an expression of how you feel. And whether we like it or not, people will judge you based on what you're wearing in a few seconds. So your clothes speak for you. And again, you can see when somebody is uncomfortable in their clothes and you will feel that and sense that. And that will create an opinion about someone, mm-hmm. whether it's true or false. I think that's, you know, <laughs> there's a fine line there. But I think when I walked in, you also just look at somebody, what they wear and I think there's also, apart from that, I believe, you know, you can dress yourself from the inside out. I think there's also a certain level of power dressing or however you want to call it. So maybe you feel a bit meh in the morning, but you you do know how you want to feel. Yes. And then you dress that way and you, you know, maybe your shoulders are a little bit more backwards when you wear yeah. that certain dress or... Bit of lipstick never hurts, yeah. does it? exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: What strategies can parents use to adapt their wardrobe and accommodate changes in their body shape and lifestyle?
1: I think, first of all, it's important to be aware of where you are in the change of your body, for example. So Mm. me currently being pregnant or anybody being pregnant right now, I wouldn't necessarily buy a full new wardrobe because it's going to change, right? This baby is going to come out and the body is going to change in whatever shape or form. So I know this is, or for pregnant women, be aware that this is short time and just try to wait, try to extend, try to rewear other clothes as long as possible. And then I think most important is just getting back to the roots of how you want to feel in your clothes. So what makes you feel really comfortable? Is it a certain fabric? Is it a certain fit? Do you like lower necklines, higher necklines? Just those small things of awareness is what I help my clients also with, Mm -hmm. makes it easier to tap into the certain clothes you want to wear and also making more conscious choices going forward.
0: Yeah. You've said you don't believe in style rules and kind of dressing according to body types or finding the right shade tones for your skin. So how do you help your clients examine their relationship with clothes?
1: Yeah. So I know this is a bit controversial and I know also some of my clients really like to hold on to those rules or really like to know what they yes. should do. So I'm do. a pear shape so I should wear this right. or I'm yeah. Right. And I get it. Mm. But I don't believe it helps you so much when you know how to dress for a pear shape or when you know that pastel is not so nice in your face. Cuz maybe you love your pastel dress, yeah. right? You love the fabric and you love the fit and you feel great in it. So it looks great on you. That's what I believe in. Mm. And I also find it very limiting. So I've never liked when people tell me what to do. So it's probably also coming from me, just not living up to those rules. But I just find it very limiting and very restricting. Mm -hmm. So if you know, for example, oh, if you have a paperback waist pants, you always need to have this certain top tucked in. So then you have basically one outfit in your wardrobe that you can wear and you always wear that combination. I find that boring and restricting. But as long as you know, okay, I don't really like my belly fat, so then I'll just, I can either wear my pants a little bit lower or I wear a dress that has, you know, a certain waistline. If you know those kind of tweaks rather than certain Outfits that should fit your body shape, I think that gives you way more empowerment in how you want to dress and how your whole wardrobe is a possibility and that there's versatile items rather than having two outfits that fit you exactly.
0: Yeah, and I do think it's so right. What's the point of these rules? That isn't fashion about being creative as well and trying new things. And I know for certain there's things in my wardrobe that probably don't go together. But when I put them on, they look great. I feel good about it, so why not? But then it's probably totally against all the rules and they're probably not in style now even, (laughs) you know.
1: Yeah, but if you look and feel great, then that's what it's all about. And it's playing with your clothes because in the end, you know it's garments made by people for people. And if you enjoy putting them together, that's what it's all about. Mm. And the other thing I've noticed
0: the older I'm getting is that all the fashions keep coming back. (laughs) Yes.
1: So just hold
0: on to it. (laughs) I should have kept all of my clothes from the nineties when I was a teenager because all of, I just see them everywhere on the street now. What about fast fashion? Do you think it has a place in everyone's
1: closets? Yeah, so I don't really mind fast fashion. Of course, I don't like the whole idea. I've been part of it as a designer, so I've seen how much waste there is on a design level already. So that's horrific. But I believe if you know what you're looking for, if you know what you need and are not shopping with, you know, tons of bags stepping out of a Zara, but going for that one dress that you really need for that wedding or for a certain occasion that you think... Yeah, I, I just miss this certain cotton dress with a long sleeve and this neckline because I feel really comfortable in that. And you find that at Zara and therefore you wear it for a long time. I have nothing against that because it's still convenient, right? To find something in Zara. Uh, but it's just about buying it with a better conscience, I guess.
0: Yeah, just thinking about how many times will I wear this?
1: Yeah, yeah and not just mindless shopping and just buy everything you like. Yeah. And then what about designer items? Yes? No? Should we have them? Should we invest in them? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So again, because I've also been on that side of the designer industry, I truly believe that it's designed with a different intention. It's usually better fabrics, nicer finishes. Not always, because it's definitely also to be found in fast fashion or somewhere in the middle. But what I do want to question are the designer bags and I love designer bags so nothing against that but the ones with the monogram logos whatever brand it is do you really love the bag yes. or do you want people to see that you yes. can afford it
0: yes well this is the thing that's happened with handbags I think in particular and shoes because I've always like love looking at those things is that for a long time it wasn't as common for people to have those kinds of things. And now it does feel a little like that, doesn't it? It's a bit of a status symbol versus a, oh, I love fashion and I've saved up for ages for this bag because I love the look of it. It's yeah. more a, I want a YSL bag because everyone else has one and it'll yeah. be like a thing. And you can yeah. see that you're part of exactly. the tribe. Yeah, uh, It's interesting, isn't it? And how does one let go of harmful shopping habits? What tips do you have to share for those of us that perhaps do too much impulse buying or perhaps buy everything online and then it comes and it's not what you expected or what what are some tips to break some of those habits?
1: Yeah, so I think if you really want to change that, change comes from awareness. So we need to go one step back. If things go wrong with shopping all the time, if you feel like you need to return everything, take a step back. The answer is not in buying more. Obviously. No. So so where's the answer? Try to find where your daily comfort is. What do you really love to wear every day? What do you do most in a week? Maybe that's easier to think about. If you are mostly with your kids during the week, what do you wear and why? And try for a week to have that awareness of, What is it that makes it comfortable? And try to tap into, do I need more of this? Do I have enough of this? Is this always in the laundry? And why is that? So just trying to go back to what you find important. And I think that's where the real change will happen. Do you think it's really true? I read somewhere
0: that they said that you only ever use 5% of your closet at any one time. So you'll have all these things, but we're creatures of routine in so much of what we do. So we keep selecting from that small part of our wardrobe, I definitely do it and try to break out of it and go, you're not allowed to wear anything you wore last week, just so that I don't waste all these other things that are in my closet
1: and give them some love. I think in general, you only wear 20% of your wardrobe. um, But that's just, yeah, there's there's definitely a core of favorites. Yeah. Um, This is also why I created the inner circle of your wardrobe. So I believe it's built up in core essentials and accents. And for everyone, that balance is different. But I think once you're aware of that balance, so your core items are usually five to ten items. Mm. Your essentials is the biggest chunk. And then your accents is the smaller percentage. But most women find the accents most fun to shop for. Yes. Because those are the fun items. Yeah, um,
0: like a party frock
1: or a... Yeah, exactly. Or the sequins or the, yes. you know, big flowers or... But those will bring your wardrobe out of balance mm. and also make you, makes you feel guilty because you wear the core most.
0: And the core can be a little more cost-effective sometimes, right? Yes. The the accent pieces are usually more expensive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Now, tell us more about
1: BeKindle and don't skimp on any of the details. (laughs) So BeKindle is a combination of the word of my name, Beek, and Rekindle. And Rekindle stands for um, having a feeling of the past. And it comes from a t-shirt that I loved to death and was just worn out and not able to repair. And I thought, I don't want to throw it away. I cannot donate it. I kind of want to hang it on the wall, but it's like torn up to pieces. Mm -hmm. And through art school, I've always collaged a lot with magazines. And I thought, I kind of want to take it apart and put it back together and this is the other side of my business where I create art from clothes that have memories. Mm-hmm. So it has several series, it has several aspects. So the first part is that I make textile paintings, basically from clothes that have memories or um, yeah, just sentimental value. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as a wardrobe creator, I hate having clothes in your wardrobe that you don't wear. But you want to hold on to them. And as an artist and a designer, I don't like the idea of a beautiful garment sitting in a box. So I kind of combine those two ideas into putting something on the wall instead and still enjoying those memories and maybe workmanship and the details, but not having it as an actual garment And the other series come from either clothes that cannot be resold, but still the colors or the fabrics are nice and I turn them into sculptures or into mobiles. Mm -hmm. So just to celebrate the beauty of clothes and fashion and, and still honoring the workmanship and reducing textile waste. How long will it take to make a piece? That really depends. Sometimes it just immediately speaks to me and I know what to do. Also depends on the level of details. So yeah. I recently made a commissioned piece of a t-shirt where there's obviously not many details. So I need to use a neckline and a sleeve to still kind of tap into that it's a t-shirt or that it's been a t-shirt. But other pieces like a chino pants with back pockets or jeans, mm-hmm. they have so many details. So I kind of need to puzzle that around and I just wait for that click to happen That's very cool.
0: Um, Now, do you have any plans in the future to include dads or men into
1: your styling and uh, everything that you do? Not necessarily, because Mm -hmm. I think for women, there are more emotions tapped into clothes than with men. Also just, you know, seeing what happens in my men's wardrobe that is like this small. And, and he still needs my help with, you know, putting his clothes together for the next day for work. Well, you are a, you
0: are a resource at home that's very talented. So yeah. I can see that it would be quite easy to be like, just sort me out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So if there are men that are interested then they can definitely reach out but I think they have f- they also have fewer categories to choose from in clothes. So it's just simpler, you know, a t-shirt, shorts, long pants or shirt. That's that, those are kind of the categories that you have to play with and we as women have so many different styles and you know, jumpsuits, dresses, tank tops. And then there's this whole body change and and hormones coming into play so I feel like and I might be wrong. Maybe some men feel, feel very, you know, what's the word? Not seen by me and feel like they need some help, then definitely reach out. But I think for women, it's just a bit more layered to make certain clothing decisions. So we all want to know what's in your wardrobe.
0: <laughs> what's your favorite piece of clothing? One thing that you own that you think we should all have in our closets?
1: Yeah, so maybe it's fun to start with my style personality. So I'm a, a classic with a gender neutral for sure. So comfort is my my most important word for my wardrobe. It's um, filled with whites, a lot of whites, mm-hmm. uh, light blue, navy, anthracite. I have nothing black somehow. Although when I was just pregnant with this baby girl, I suddenly bought a black jumpsuit where I already thought like, I think something else is happening in my body. (laughs) And I have a lot of clothes that I've had for 10, 15 years. So it's, it's very timeless, which is aligned with the classic style personality. At the moment, I am very much into sets wearing that today as well I don't know maybe it comes from my son actually because he has these fun sets with you know shorts and a t-shirt that fits with it and I just find it so fun and easy and then uh, I'm kind of copying it yeah I'm not sure if I have I would love to say that everyone should have the perfect white t-shirt in their wardrobe or you know the little black dress. But that's, again, one of those style rules that I want to stay away from. So what I find important, what everyone should have is an awareness of what they feel comfortable in. Like, what is your go-to dress? What is your go-to shorts? And embrace that, but also try to tap into that feeling that most of your garments have at least 80% of that feeling. That's how you should feel every day in all your clothes. Beek, thank
0: you so much for joining us today. I'm feeling very inspired to go back and look through my closet now and actually find out which one of your style types I am. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Beek, for our chat today. I am now joined by our podcast producer, Suf, to chat a little about today's episode. Hey, Suf. Hello. So what did you learn from today's episode?
2: I like the phrase Beak brought up during your chat where she went, change comes from awareness. It's so important to have that in mind, particularly when you're uh, thinking about refreshing your wardrobe or changing up your style. Because if you're not aware, then you will tend to have or adopt these unsustainable shopping habits. You are buying things that you might not end up wearing and you'll just sit in your closet until it turns dusty and grey. So that's a good quote. I don't necessarily think the episode is for me per se because I'm very confident in my style. Yes. And Big has also mentioned that uh, for men, it's we don't have a lot to go when it comes to our wardrobe and our closet and I know what I like. I've yeah. always been familiar with what I want to dress in and uh, I've always made sure to wear everything that I have in my closet. So it may not necessarily be for me for this episode, but I think for someone else, maybe particularly for mums, it will work and they'll find inspiration from there.
0: And one thing we didn't really talk about as well in depth was the fact that, you know, when you have a baby, your body changes so much. And it does take about a year. And so sometimes I have had friends or, you know, that have thrown out all of those lovely things or given away all those lovely things that were in their closet thinking I'll never wear them again. And then they just didn't give themselves enough time to see whether they would again. And you've just got to remember, be kind to yourselves. And it, it always, with both of my boys, it took me a year to feel back to where... I I was in terms of just how I felt about myself. I didn't really do any scales or measurements but it took about a year after all the breastfeeding and all those things to then suddenly feel myself again and thinking more about clothes, less from the practical side which is the, you know, if you've got to feed your baby and all that to more what do I feel like wearing today and being liberated again to make those decisions based on what I want to wear and not what's practical.
2: Exactly, that's where you also find confidence in what you're wearing as well and you also brought up a Two very valid points that um, this is applicable to mothers, especially because they are the ones that is giving. But for fathers, we are just there for the um, for the journey. But. We, don't, we are not the ones that are giving No, your style can stay the same. And another thing that I really like that you brought up is that uh, you just have to be kind to yourself. Yes. I think that's the most important thing that everyone needs to remember when yeah. it comes to uh, this sort of thing. So, Ange, you mentioned that earlier, your style changed. Previously, you're into heels and now you're wearing flats. I mean, besides that, how has your style changed before and after pregnancy and marriage?
0: Well, it's funny. I don't think it's changed a lot in terms of the fact that I've always loved clothes and what I wore and it's always been important to me to feel good about what I wear and I like to choose what I'm going to wear. I actually like to try on a few different things before I am ready to leave the house for the day when I have time. I think my style changed a lot when they were newborns because it was more about wearing pregnancy jeans and those tops that could allow for you to feed your baby The major thing is I don't wear heels anymore unless I'm going out, really, and I've bought heels that are more sensible, which honestly, before children, I always had massive heels and that's, I was quite proud of my collection of shoes. I do think my style always changes and now that the 90s are back, I find myself wearing a lot more of these oversized jackets and no more skinny jeans in my closet. So I suppose my style continues to evolve, but I've always enjoyed dressing myself and that hasn't changed pre or post kids.
2: You've declared yourself as Carrie Bradshaw. Does it oh, is if still, it, <laughs> so does it still <laughs> remain the same or has, has it changed now?
0: Uh, yeah, it's changed, okay. I think. And also you just, in terms of when you're in your 20s and you don't have children and you're earning a salary... You can spend more of it on those kinds of things. And then after you have children, your priorities shift. And yes, it's like, yes. well, do we take a holiday or do I go crazy and buy yeah, all these I clothes? Can I afford that
2: designer like, gown or... Exactly,
0: no. <laughs> or, yeah, if I'm only going to wear it once, why would I spend all that money? So, yeah, yeah so it's, it's changed. But it's always evolving and I'm still as interested, I guess, is the point. Mm. Mm. Well... That's it for this episode of Growing Pains, I think. Suf, thanks for chatting today. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.